This is the Roaring Elton podcast for the 10th of April 2018, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anybody working with or investigating big data and advanced analytics. My name is Jon, and here is my slightly creaky co-host, Dave. Hi, Dave. How's your chair doing? Hello, Jon. My chair is fabulous, thank you. How is your wonderful dashboard? Ooh, you're going to spoil it already? Yep, pretty much. Well, maybe just first say that this episode is going to be a little preview on the DataWorks Summit that's going to happen in Berlin in uh, two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So not next week, but a week behind that. Although when this goes live, it's already next week. Uh-huh. Time flies. <laughs> and uh, for my, uh, yeah, Dave and I, we kind of had an idea to just, just go through the agenda and pick out our topics and let uh, our listeners know what we're probably going to be listening to. And while I was doing that, I thought, well, let's see if I can make a nice dashboard. I'm supposed to be in this big data analytics kind of uh, world environment. And I kind of built a dashboard and put it on the webs, on the interwebs. Indeed. And so if people look in the show notes, they'll see a link to uh, Jan's fabulous work. Yeah, and also I'm kind of proud of it, so I'm probably going to be tweeting about it too. I mean, I don't, I don't make things that are useful that often, so when I do, I guess I have to publicize it a bit. <laughs> but, uh, I kind of, I kind of hope that uh, when people are still doubting which which sessions they want to listen to, which they can't listen to, it's a live dashboard, so you can just click on the company that you're interested in, or if you're just interested in technical or just business or any of the five or eight uh, classes or uh, tracks they have. And it gives you a nicely filtered list of sessions to choose from then. So I'm kind of hoping it's useful. That was useful for me anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I think it provides some interesting insight. Perhaps we'll talk a little bit about that uh, towards the end. Yeah. Also keep in mind, if you do use a dashboard, the uh, agenda for the the Datework Summit is still changing here and there. So sessions get added and removed. I will try to keep it up to date. There's a little date stamp at the bottom of the page, you know, when a lot's touched it. But just be aware that uh, it might not be 100% accurate at the time that you're looking at it. Indeed. And with that, let's go. Let's get get into it. I also have some general remarks. Do you want to do this at the end or at the the beginning? Uh, Let's do okay. Generally, general remarks about um, how people should prepare for the event, or general Um, remarks. General remarks. uh, No, general remarks about uh, what's being offered. Okay, let's leave that to the end. Let's talk through the sessions first. Yeah, and maybe one general remark on how we did our classification, how we selected. I mean, me personally, how I select these things, apart from this wonderful dashboard I made now, of course, (laughs) (laughs) is first thing I do is I looked at who was giving the talk, who the company behind it is. Because some companies are just better. Some companies have more experience or more deeply into this this, this material, let's say, and typically give better talks. So that is something that I always look at before I look at the session itself, because sometimes a session itself might not seem interesting, but hey, it's from Yahoo. Well, maybe it's still have a listen there. So that was mm-hmm. my first thing. And then I'm very grateful to Hortonverse that they actually made a, selection, a differentiation between business and technical uh, sessions. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, kind of automatically dis- disregarded all business sessions, to be, to be totally honest, because <laughs> I know I won't enjoy them. Uh, there are a couple of sessions that uh, Hortonworks actually, or I should say Dataworks, actually uh, listed as business slash technical, which is kind of mm-hmm. confusing to me. And for me, that means that they're not technical, so they're still businessy. So I, I left them as business. Also, on my little dashboard, those will all be classified under business. 
Fair enough. Um, so I, I chose mine. So I, I make my, my initial filter usually through um, topic, actually, first, and then, uh, but very closely followed by who's giving it. Um, if it's just a vendor giving it, then I'll maybe go in and look at the actual abstract to see whether it really is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy mm-hmm. um, and uh, really just take it from there. But a lot of mine, a lot of my initial decision is is definitely driven by the, the topic they're talking about. There are some there are some people that want to talk about interesting things uh, or want there are some interesting organizations that want to talk about things. But if I'm not really interested in the topic, then I probably won't look at it. So, yeah. Well, we'll see if our picks differ a lot or not. <laughs> Indeed. As usual, this is a uh, this is a blind survey, so we'll see whether we've chosen some of the same stuff or some different stuff. Right. Well, I suggest that uh, you go first. Um, yeah, just looking at the agenda, just putting it on my screen here. Of course, the summit is uh, three days, but the first day is all, uh, what you might call, it's meetups. So if you want to go mm-hmm. to a meetup, definitely do that if you're if you're in the area already. Might be useful. The thing is that it didn't have that much information except for the title, so I didn't really go through that. But there's some nice stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I guess if I had to make a choice, I'd go to the GDPR one because that's kind of hot and I kind of need to know what that's about for my daily business life. Fair enough. So I will definitely be running the uh, the Apache Metron community meetup. So oh, you'll be do. running that. Indeed, I will be moderating it. Uh, it should be an interesting session. Okay. Um, think of it being a bit like... Um, speed dating for metron interested parties so it's going to be sort of intros from um brief introductions from organizations that are represented there and then sort of basically looking at trying to pair up or group organizations based on the things they're interested in in the universe or world of all things metron and then really just get sort of some interesting community building conversations going about no, what people I, are looking to do. I'm going to have to change my pick then because I have to go to the Metron uh, meetup now and heckle you. Excellent. That's I just look part forward of, to th- I mean, I, <laughs> how can I not do that? <laughs> how can you not heckle me? Uh, yeah. Actually, I see register buttons on those meetups. Do you, do you have to register or can you just walk in? Uh, you can just walk in. It's useful to register, and that actually links through to meetup.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason okay. it's useful to register is that we may rearrange things. You know, if some sessions are busier yeah, than others, rooms. we may yeah, shuffle yeah. rooms around and things like that. So, yeah, please do register if you're interested in the meetups. Okay, makes sense. I will not be doing a meetup. I'll just be there as a visitor and heckle Fair Dave. Enough. And I invite everybody to, to come and heckle Dave with me. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyway, moving on to the Wednesday, which is the first real day of the summit itself. Uh, obviously, starting with keynotes, not much choice there. Yep. You just have to sit and listen. Uh, I didn't see a visionary talk this time. I guess Bernard no. Marr might be in that category, but it did look like a much more business-oriented thing. So I'm kind of missing yeah, that. Yeah. It's a bit of a sad. But, uh, oh, well. After that, at 11 a.m., the first session starts, and now we have to put two screens next to each other, which is hard if you like, if you're me, because that means multitasking. And from that list, I grabbed accelerating query processing with materialized views in Apache Hive. 
which is something that's close to my heart because, well, LAP and uh, and um, materialized views, uh, I know that materialized views are being talked about last year already when they were talking about LLAP, but that wasn't in there. Yep. Sorry, not LLAP when they're doing the Druid integration. Excuse me. Yeah. And materialized views were coming. I'm kind of expecting it still to be future talk, but I kind of want to know how deep they'll go with that. And what's also triggering me is the fact that it's so early in the, on the first day. Because typically mm-hmm. the most interesting ones or the things that are expected to be the most interesting ones are done earlier in the uh, two days. <laughs> the boy go to the end. I, I get, it gets harder for me to choose stuff. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> having big expectations here from uh, Jesus Camacho Rodriguez from Hortonworks to give me a lot of information there. Fair enough. So my first pick is actually the Apache Hadoop Yarn State of the Nation talk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, uh, a session by Waganda Tan and uh, Rohit Sharma, uh, both from Hortonworks. And uh, I mean, the, the, for me, the sort of there's a, a couple of sessions throughout the 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 two days which are sort of Hadoop 3.0 or you know, next generation or state of the nation or you know, call it what you will. I think this for me is one of the most interesting ones, um, primarily because obviously it's talking about some of the the exciting present futures and the future features coming soon in, in Yarn, but also it's talking about some of the future initiatives like um, container placement, um, globalized scheduling, uh, machine learning and deep learning workloads with GPUs and FPGA support and things like that. So there's a lot of interesting things coming with this, uh, and I'm really quite interested in you know, where where you're heading. Uh, you know, it seems to be there's a lot of a lot of time and effort has gone into this uh, this next iteration of the whole yarn story. So I think it should be good. Yeah, I kind of hope that they give you a lot of future-looking uh, stuff there because state of the union for me usually means looking back on what exists already. So that's why mm. I didn't select that one. That's yeah. So if you read the the actual abstract, though, it, it's there is a reasonable chunk of state of the union, but there is actually a lot of focus. It seems, at least from the abstract, mm. on what the future looks like. So yeah, should be good. Yeah, for me, in a cloud environment, yarn is less of an important part at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a good good pick. Uh, one shout, one uh, honorable mention I would like to do is the open source. It's just about the source code, code isn't it? From uh, Eurospace AG, which is a business track, which might also be interesting if you're not in a technical mindset. Yeah, and I think it's one of those topics that actually anyone that's new to this side of things that is unfamiliar with how open source is different should definitely, mm-hmm. if not go to that session, then at the very least watch it afterwards because I think that will be an eye-opener for you. Yeah, it's good actually to talk about that because all of these sessions uh, usually are being recorded and made available later for replay. So if you can't yeah. decide, don't despair. There's always ways of re-listening, though I must admit that I always fail to re-listen to stuff that I really wanted to hear. <laughs> it's a time thing, right? All right. Moving what have on. you got next then? Uh, next, well, the, I'm not going to do the crash course because that was one of my general remarks. I'd love to do a crash course on some of these things, but they take that much time out of the rest of the sessions. Yeah, it's just a Hobson's choice. You need to, be, to be. I think that's. I think it's true. I think you need to be uh, very committed to a topic to want to go and do a crash course on mm-hmm. it. The other time I think the crash courses can be useful is 
if you've got multiple people attending from your organization, yeah. you can afford people to sessions, a couple of people to a crash course, and then you can group up at the end of the day and you know review your experiences. That, I think, if you've got multiple people attending, I think that's really useful. But if you're a, a solo attendee, yeah, I agree. I think the crash courses are a, they're a big ask. <laughs> anyway, after that, at 11.50, or should I simultaneously with that, I should say, the next sessions. I have a hard time choosing. On the one hand, I want to go to mm-hmm. the Ozone and HDFS, because Ozone is a new thing which I've discovered uh, only recently, and I really want to know more about it. But I'm also very interested in the Apache MX Net Distributed Training Big Models because it says explained in depth and it's from Amazon Web Services who have done <laughs> some stuff with uh, uh, big data with uh, deep learning. So I'm yeah. I'm still debating those two. Fair enough. So my choice is the uh, San Diego Supercomputer Center session on operating a secure big data platform in a multi-cloud environment. Yeah, I know all about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so I, I anything to do with uh, multiple clouds, uh, you know, combination of on-prem and, and cloud, mm-hmm. I think is going to be more and more interesting and more oh, yeah. and more relevant as as people are moving in that direction. So, yeah, interested in that. They have a um, you know a history of having a very secure um, environments. They are you know in the US they are HIPAA compliant. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's H-I-P-A-A, HIPAA, mm-hmm. not HIPPO. HIPPO <laughs> is very different. Um, exactly. And so they have on-prem and they have AWS cloud-based deployments. So interesting to see what they're doing there. Yeah, yeah very relevant. Uh, one shout out here because uh, FJ, who's been on the podcast, uh, or who will yes. be on the podcast, I should say, we have already recorded a session on uh, Druid with FJ, and he's giving a talk at this slot as well, an introduction to Druid. So yeah. if you can go to his session, I would say go there because he's a good talker. If you can't, yep. then don't despair because the episodes at the moment they're planned as episodes 85 and 86 will have a two part episode by FJ on Apache Druid. Indeed. So, uh, good luck. To- so, it, also, if you if you like what you hear in his uh, his session, then obviously you'll have a more in depth uh, session coming up on the podcast. Yeah, because of course the session is only forty minutes, and we spent uh, almost two hours with FJ. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What's next for you after lunch? That's the two o'clock spot. Uh, um, I think this is also why I didn't do the Yarn one earlier, because I'm going to go to the Deep Learning on Yarn, running distributed TensorFlow, MXNet, Cafe, and XGBoost on Hadoop clusters, which is a very long title. Thank you very much. <laughs> and a lot of content is to kind of cram in a 40-minute slot, so I'm kind of wondering if this is actually going to be deep in any way. But uh, the whole deep learning thing on Hadoop is the next big thing. I mean, we've been doing yeah. a lot of statistics, a lot of uh, database stuff, a lot of machine learning and the deep learning is really around the corner, if not closer already. So mm-hmm. I really want to see what kind of blockers they found in Yarn, if there are any, and how they overcame them. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So my choice here is um, building Audi's enterprise big data platform. Um, I One of the things we didn't mention when we were talking initially is I often will favor, um, you know, sessions with that have customers rather than vendors um i usually get a lot more 
uh, interesting conversations that I can reuse in my in my, my commercial life, I guess you could say. Um, just replaying conversations that I've you know had or discussed at uh, public sessions like DataWorks Summit. So I'm expecting this to be really quite useful and quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they they talk or they seem to suggest that they're going to talk about. Um, a lot of uh, some of the decisions that people make when they're going through this whole process. So things like, do you use an existing AD um, for both your LDAP and your KDC versus setting up a, a separate KDC with uh, with a one-way trust and things like that. So I'm, I'm hoping this is going to be really quite useful and quite interesting. But uh, they also hint towards um, sort of conversations around addressing legal issues like GDPR as well. So... I think it should be good. Should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all of the business track, so that's why it didn't mm-hmm. make the cut for me. But uh, and you, have, of course, have the advantage of being close to Hortonworks. So I, as a poor pleb, I need to go to Hortonworks talks to get all the technical details. You don't have to do that, do you? <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. Although there's always more to know. Always oh, more to that's know. That, that's half the fun of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's very true. All right, what have you got next? Moving on, uh, that's the 250 slot I have mm-hmm. got. Uh, keeping in, uh, in in team, let's say, accelerating GSG Boost applications with GPU and Spark, which is a bit of a mm-hmm. continuation because XG Boost already came into the earlier one as well. Um, so kind of depending on if the, f- the previous one was good or bad, I might drop that in favor of Hadoop Operations Past, Present, Future by Paul Codding mm. because Paul Codding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, um, on this particular window, uh, my probably my first choice will be reaching scale limits on a Hadoop platform, issues and errors created by speed and agility, and that's a uh, a talk uh, by Antonio Alvarez, uh, Director of Data Innovation at Santander Technology. Um, I I know a little bit of the background about what they've been doing, uh, mm-hmm. not in any great depth. So I'm really, I'm really looking at uh, this being quite interesting. I know, for example, that they they run uh, um, sort of uh, active active um, sort of DR scenarios and things like that. Um, and they, they talk a little bit about um, highly available architectures with HBase, Flume, and Kafka. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hybrid hybrid cloud, moving towards streaming, all those kind of things. So this it, it hits a lot of my uh, exciting, interesting buttons. Uh, and so I think this could be quite a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes they're also good then, reputation on, this, uh, on, their, on their talks. Good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, as you mentioned, um, Hadoop operations past the <laughs> future because Paul Codding. Um, hey, Paul, if you're out there. Uh, so yeah, it, Paul is always a, a great speaker. Um, he sort of leads a number of initiatives, one of which is uh, uh, he's a product manager for Apache Ambari and the systems management side of things. He also does a lot of work with uh, Apache, uh, with, sorry, with Hortonworks SmartSense, um, which mm-hmm. we've had him uh, and Sheetal uh, talk about on a previous uh, pair of podcast episodes. So if you're interested okay. in understanding a bit more about that, or even hearing Paul uh, ahead of his summit talk, then go ahead and uh, take a listen to those as well. Yeah. On to the next one. On to the next. 4 p.m. Okay, 4 p.m. session. Yeah. I had a problem. As I said earlier, oh, only one problem. In, well, 
Yeah, I, f- I want to go to the Google one of powering TensorFlow with big data again in the mm-hmm. uh, deep uh, deep learning thing. I also kind of want to go to the next gen tooling for building stream analytics apps. Mm-hmm. And I actually also want to go to building a future-proof cybersecurity platform with Apache Metron. <laughs> Which, by the way, that wow. last one is given by uh, Bas van der Lusgraaf. And uh, Bas, if you're yeah. listening to this, hi, Bas. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So for me, it's it's definitely going to be the uh, yeah. future-proof cybersecurity platform with Apache Metron. And again, again hey, Bas, looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> um, it, it should be really good. QSight, um, you know, have been uh, using Metron for a while now. Um, they are sort of really, um, you know, really completely changing their business by powering their entire managed security services provider offering with Apache Metron. Yeah. And it's they've made an amazing transformation. So, yeah, should be a very, very good session. Yeah, I remember years ago they were trying to build something like Metron, to be honest. And, yeah. Uh, it's nice to see them just going with the open source and uh, following where the where the money is, but then the, the technical money is, I mean, not the money money. Indeed. All right. Uh, do we have a session after that? Yeah, one more session after 450. that. 4.50. Um, yeah, kind of didn't have anything I really wanted to listen to there, so I opted for uh, not just a necessary evil, it's good for business, implementing PCI <laughs> DSS controls for Hadoop ecosystems at UK's largest card issuer. <laughs> Can you make these titles shorter, please? Uh, and basically because that's WorldPay, and I know WorldPay has a pretty big installation, or at least as far as last I remember, they have a big, big installation, they're, they're doing a lot, so I'm kind of interested to see how they're getting on. And David yep. Walker is also somebody I have been I have talked to before, so kind of think this would be good because again with GDPR and PCI compliance and all that things, it's all getting jumbled up together in one big security uh, ball, if you like. If you like, so it sounds like a good good occasion to find out how a big company is doing it. Yeah, very much so, and uh, yeah, that that is exactly the same pick uh, that I have made. Actually, I think. Uh, yeah, the session with uh, David Walker from WorldPay talking about all that's uh, all that's good and exciting about PCI DSS on on a Hadoop platform. Mm. Um, David's a, a good speaker anyway, yeah. and uh, PCI DSS is a a continuous thing that people are always um, wanting to know how they can do it. Um, so having a, a a public session really going through some of the details on that, I think, will be incredibly useful. So yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Well, in that case, I mean, I want to avoid going to the same ones you go to because we will be doing live uh, episodes at the evening, and we'll have to throw something to talk about, which is always a problem That's for us. True. So I might go with my second pick here then, which is cloud storage. Put is a new rename, which is a very cloud centric thing. Okay, and uh, I'll see if. Uh, Kind of depends on how the day has been. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So and that's about it for day one. There's some birds of the feather sessions after that. Again, like the meetups, mm-hmm. see who you want to join there. I do feel sorry for Raphael Koss, who's doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bird of the feather <laughs> sessions simultaneously. So that should be yeah. a lot of fun for him. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I know that behind the scenes, that's all delegated out. Yeah, so of course. It should be fine. Now, you probably won't be seeing Dave or me there because uh, when those are happening, we will probably be recording our live episode. This is true. This is true. So though that episode will go out and then we will be herring straight forward into day two. After a good night's rest, I hope. 
Well, a few hours at least. <laughs> Kicking straight into the glorious keynotes. Um, and again, as you said, I don't yet see anything sort of visionary, abstract, you know, call it whatever you want. Um, mm. There's, you know, a number of interesting sessions, I'm sure, but uh, nothing quite as whimsical as we've mm. had on previous years, at least nothing in the agenda. They may well obviously sneak something in yeah, uh, at some point. Change, of course, still. Yeah. And there's, two, there's two parts on GDPR there, so GDPR is really a big uh, uh, item yeah. in this summit, apparently. Yeah. I see that uh, Jamie and Gasser is doing one of uh, those sessions. So, uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. if you may be uh, listening to this. Hi, Jamie. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we, uh, we explode first, onto the first sessions. Okay. So, here, I think I chose the uh, multi-tenant Hadoop, the challenge of maintaining high SLAs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is by, uh, hmm, I'm assuming that's... Edward. Yes, Edward um, Rousseau, who's, EDF. Yeah, tech leader EDF. Um, always interested in any conversations that are talking seriously about uh, multi-tenancy. It is, again, it's another conversation that comes up very regularly with anybody that's doing this, you know, sit at, at levels of serious scale. So, uh, yeah, I think that should be quite an interesting session. Looking forward to find out uh, what their what their learnings were. Yeah, it was uh, pretty difficult. I'm hoping you can enjoy this motorcyclist driving by here. Oh, yeah, thoroughly. I love people with uh, not enough money to spend on a muffler. <laughs> uh, sorry if any motorheads are listening. <laughs> um, for me, this was a difficult one to really make a choice, and I'm still kind of debating between two. On the one hand, I want to go to the GDPR-focused partner community showcase for Apache Ranger and Apache Atlas, because <laughs> I want to kind of find out how Apache Atlas is doing. There's not that many mm-hmm. sessions on Atlas this year, so I'm kind of hoping to pick at least one up and see how the IBM uh, changes have uh, yeah, percolated through or not. On the other hand, I also kind of want to go to the UI Kubernetes as a container orchestrator is the right choice for running Spark clusters on the cloud because Kubernetes at the DataWorks Summit, that's a new one. Mm, interesting times. Yeah, and that was given by IBM, which also does good technical stocks. So I'm going to see, uh, depending on the keynotes on the GDPR, load in the keynotes. If that mm-hmm. gives me a happy, happy feeling, I might go GDPR. If it doesn't give me a happy feeling, I might uh, select for the Kubernetes one. But I actually also want to go to the Apache Minifier one, and the CERN one is also interesting, and so this one is really in the air still. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So this this um, next slot is somewhat easier for me as I'm presenting. So I'm presenting Apache Metro in the real world. So I really have to attend that session uh, unless I can find some method of cloning myself or possibly, you know, recording it and playing it back, maybe. That kind of sounds like you don't want to attend because it's not interesting enough, but you have to because <laughs> you give... I'm not sure that's the right message well, you want to give here, sir. <laughs> so the problem is that um, that my my good friend, pal and buddy, uh, John Ratcliffe, and, uh, or I should say friends, actually, because Kieran Miller is also speaking. So John Ratcliffe from Telefonica UK and Kieran Miller from Accenture um, have a talk at the same time. O2's, uh, which is Telefonica O2's financial data hub going beyond IFRS compliance to support digital transformation. Um, this is a project that I was heavily involved in um, and uh 
you know, it went all went live in August 2017. So it's actually been up and running for a little while now. Uh, and yeah, I was I'm heavily involved through this uh, this project's inception. And uh, so I would I'd love to be in the audience to support uh, Jonathan and Kieran uh, in what I'm sure will be a, a really good session. Uh, but, uh, you know, such is life. And uh, my session will also be thoroughly exciting as well, of course. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, I won't then, be going to your session to heckle you this time. I'll keep it for the yeah, meetup. That's fine. That's fine. But the the other session I think could and should be really interesting is actually uh, you know, someone else that uh, I, I know reasonably well, um, Ian at uh, Standard Bank in uh, South Africa, um, is talking about securing and governing a multi-tenant data lake within the financial industry. So... You have a real okay. multi-tenant, uh, multi-cloud uh, team going on there, aren't you? <laughs> I do, I do. All things multi. Um, so I think those, all three of those sessions will be great. Obviously, mine will be the best, uh, but uh, but you know, there are no there are no bad picks out of those three. Yeah, yeah. yeah and since your session is going to be full anyway, I'm going to elect the sharing metadata across the data lake and streams by Alan Gates. Because mm-hmm. one, Alan Gates, and yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to listen to Alan. We really need to get him on the show again. And yeah. if that one fills up before I can capture a seat, I might go to Apache Deep Learning 101, uh, which is a deep learning session again. And I think if somebody of our listeners is interested in deep learning, doesn't have much background yet, then Apache Deep Learning 101 by the abstract does sound like something that's quite approachable. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So moving on, moving on. Um, next up, we have the two o'clock slots. And for me, this one is uh, building trust in your data lake. Uh, a fintech case study on automated data discovery, control and monitoring data, leveraging Apache Ranger and Apache Atlas. Again, another huge behemoth of a title, but there we go. Um, and again, Good friends, uh, Balaji Ganesan and Berta Romero from Privacera and G Research, respectively, um, talking about the exciting journeys that G Research have been having um, on their uh, data lake and the security that Privacera has uh, provided them through this journey. So I think that'll be a good session. Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I had that on as my first session too, but then I put it between brackets and added to it, assuming Dave. So (laughs) (laughs) I went with my second. You know me so well. uh, We talk too much. That's the problem. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to go for my other choice, which is LLAP, great on-premise and great in the cloud from uh, Walt Disney uh, by Mm -hmm. Chris Naurov. Sorry if I butchered that. Which is, well, it's cloud, it's LAP, two things that uh, are pretty much my bread and butter these days. So it should mm-hmm. be a good session for me. Nice. And, uh, nice. Well, I've never actually went to a Disney company uh, session, so I'm kind of curious if people are going to be having Mickey Mouse ears and stuff. Oh, wouldn't Assuming that be the greatest? Not. Wouldn't that be the greatest? <laughs> what if they get handed out on the way in? Everybody gets a pair. That would just be genius. Oh, please, if you're listening out here and you're planning, please do that. Please. Now Please. They should, they make it Dumbo ears then. No elephants. <laughs> no, because then nobody will be able to see anything. Everybody will be like bobbing their heads around. Anyway, moving on, moving on. <sighs> yeah. So, 250, 250. Um, 
My choice here is uh, Synchronicity of a Distributed Financial System. Oh. Uh, Louis Calde- uh, Calderi- Calderia? Caldera. Caldera. Uh, from the Orwell Group. Now, this was, uh, this was a little bit... I was unsure about this mm-hmm. until I actually clicked through and started looking at uh, the abstract and that side of things. And uh, actually looks pretty interesting. So okay. they're, they're talking about... Um, their use of Zeppelin notebooks across the business as a sort of information management tool. They're talking about you know, flexible prototyping, integrated visualization. They're talking about you know, full um, uh, streaming um, authentication, um, all sorts of really interesting things, basically executing payment operations. Um, in, in fact, to quote, execute payment operations at high rates, even across countries at the same time, reusing the same architecture to monitor business operations. So I think this one could be could be pretty interesting, IoT and streaming. So, yeah, that's my pick for 250. Yeah, it's a good point, actually, clicking through to read the abstract, because I kind of disconnected that uh, distribute financial systems and went on to the next without actually looking into it. But uh, you're right, looking mm-hmm. at the abstract, that uh, does sound interesting with the HDF and everything in there. But uh, nope, I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to go for the power of intelligent flows, real-time IoT botnet classification with NiFi, because that sounds like something that's intriguing, doing botnet classification within NiFi itself. I want to see if mm-hmm. this is marketing speak or if they actually are able to do that. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, make sure it works, or I'll be, I'll be, I'll be asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, the other one I was thinking about was the accelerated TensorFlow with RDMA. But that's more deep learning, and I think by this point I would have I have had my film. You'll have, you'll have drowned in deep learning, won't you? Yeah, plus RDMA and Hadoop don't really go well together. I mean, it's not something she should want, in my opinion. But again, go to the Ohio State University talk and tell me why I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Take a Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So 4 p.m. Um, yeah, almost at the end. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. So for me, I think this is probably going to be the, uh, as I ha- won't have attended any other GDPR talks so far, mm. this will probably be the uh, GDPR, the IBM Journey to Compliance. Um, uh, assuming I'm not GDPR'd out by the, uh, <laughs> by the keynotes, then uh, this se- session with uh, Richard Hogg from IBM uh, running through the the GDPR regulations, you know, with the time left, what, what you can still do, and what are the key outcomes. I think this this should be a really good sort of overview session for people that are still struggling to get their heads around GDPR, what it means, what they have to consider. Mm-hmm. So I think this this could be a really nice uh, nice session. It is a business session rather than a technical session, so bear that in mind. But uh, yeah, so that's my that's my pick for four o'clock. Yeah, it could be a good session. I just hope that they don't try to make it a sales pitch. Mm. That's the one. Yeah, it's always the risk. That's a risky run there. But uh, IBM, we're counting on you. Do the right thing. <laughs> for me, uh, this is the four o'clock one. Um, yeah, didn't really had one that says, yeah, I really want to listen to that. So I'm kind of debating yep. between... Uh, it's still there. Yeah, breathing new life in Apache Uzi with Apache and Bodyware Flow Manager because Uzi's at a certain point kind of disappeared, got replaced by Falcon and came back in again and apparently now gets a new life. So I'm kind of yeah interested in just 
yeah, what the what the thing behind there is, and also Artem, who's giving the the talk. I know the guy, and it would be nice to meet up again with him. Definitely. Other one I might go to is the Yahoo one. Uh, Omeet scalable, scalable and highly available transaction processing for Apache Phoenix for basically the same reasons. Because Apache Phoenix mm-hmm. is also something that came up, went away again, and is now as is Phoenix coming back apparently. So it also here would just attend to have uh, yeah, what's going on? Is this still alive? Is this still going anywhere? And also because it's done by Yahoo, which typically gives de- decent uh, talks. We, in fact, um, now I think about it, we actually did, uh, or certainly I attended a session about Omid last year. Um, mm. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to to hear, if you do attend that one, how, how that's continued to develop. Because I still haven't actually seen it yeah, um, sort of outside of Yahoo. I haven't heard many people talking about it or seen it sort of going any further so yeah definitely be interested to see what they have to say about it so yeah that's that for that and then for the final one what's your final pick so my final pick is teams tools and practices for a scalable and resilient data value at Klarna Bank so it's Eric Zeitler and uh, Per Ullerberg at uh, Klarna Bank AB and uh, basically talking about their experiences of uh, of getting this whole thing up and running and making sure that uh, they're able to you know, really rely on the data. Um, they seem to be talking about quite a range of ecosystem components. Um, so not just uh, not just core Hadoop, but you know, Kafka, Avro, Hive, Uzi, Elk, Ranger, Ansible, and then they've also developed some of their their own tooling as well. So they, they've created something called Hive Runner, which <laughs> seems to do uh, data import and continuous delivery of data pipelines. So okay. should be quite interesting. You should take a look at Druid. <laughs> hmm. What's your choice? Uh, me, I'm going to just ease out very laid back, relaxed by going to the recognition of document layout and table structure with faster <laughs> RC and then with Resni using TensorFlow. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a bit of a risk because it's uh, IBM China who's giving it. And mm-hmm. I've had mixed results with IBM talks. So I'm going to give him a chance to impress me. But uh, And again, if I'm really drowning in deep learning by this moment, I might pick something else at the moment there. Because there's also something called lessons learned from running Spark on Docker, which might be interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as I said earlier, Sorry for the guys for doing the, the 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 graveyard shift here. It's always getting more and harder to more harder. It's getting harder to to pick a, a good session at the end of the of the conference. Mm. So that really sort of that wraps up the day, and uh, by that time everyone will be exhausted and full up to the eyeballs with all things big data. And that's when we start working, right? Indeed, and that's <laughs> when we start recording our. Uh, our summary episode of day two, and that will go out sort of live pretty much as soon as we've finished recording, editing, tweaking. And, yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, last year we kind of released these at 11 p.m. on the same day each day. So Yeah, somewhere sometime between 11 and midnight, I think, so yeah. Basically record the session, then have a pizza to eat while I do the editing, <laughs> and then push it out <laughs> and go to bed. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. <sighs> the conference life for us, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, 
I mean, you you wanted to mention some some outline thoughts about uh, what you thought was on offer. Um, yeah, just when I went through this whole thing, I had some feelings like it seemed like it was less than last year, less sessions. So I actually went to the Wayback Machine to get the agenda from last year up again. Mm-hmm. And nope, they're pretty much on par. Same amount of tracks, mm-hmm. same amount of sessions per, per block. So... Um, for some reason, I always—I guess it's a memory. I always remember things better than they were. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good thing. Yeah. If I remember last year's being horrible, that would be bad, but I totally don't. <laughs> so uh, that was one misconception I had there. Um, yeah, we talked about how I did my selection. Uh, also, for people who are attending, the mobile app is available. So uh, download that to your phone. You can't re- select your uh, sessions yet when we're recording this because the agenda isn't in there because it's not final yet. But that should be happening any day, I guess, after mm. you hear this. Um, also, um, you might think that there's a very big amount of Hortonworks uh, sessions there. But uh, by using my little nice dashboard, I'm just going to plug it one more time. That's actually quite nice because the Hortmus only has about a third of the sessions on its own name. Yep. So two thirds of the sessions are given by people using it or other partners who are building something on the, the platform, which is a, which is a nice uh, ratio, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was I was surprised. Um, you know, initially I must admit I thought the same sort of thing. It felt it it looked and felt a little bit homeworks heavy. Um and not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, hey, but I personally prefer to see that, Yeah, but I, I still prefer to see a lot more um community engagement and community involvement. But as you say, once you start to actually, you know, dashboard it out as you have done um, I think that's actually a, a quite a reasonable level of engagement across the community, across multiple organisations. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty happy with that overall. Yeah, and, there's like uh, 42 different organisations doing the session. So. Yeah, and I think this is probably the summit where I'm looking at attending the, the probably the smallest number of Hortonworks talks. And so as you mentioned, sometimes being a Horton worker um, you know, yeah. there's, there's perhaps a bit of a less, lesser need for me to attend those sessions. But honestly, sometimes these sessions are the best way to hear that sort of news. But such a high quality of other sessions, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, I think there's a there's a very good reason to attend non Horton work sessions. So, I think I think everybody involved has has done a really good job in putting together what really seems like a very very high quality agenda. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing I did remark is that, uh, well, on the one hand, IBM is well represented. They have uh, uh, behind Hartenberg's the most talks with uh, seven, I think, in total. Let yeah, me check six or seven. seven. And, and apart from, and then it kind of drops down. You have Amazon with two, Teradata with two, and then all single session companies. So mm-hmm. that's nice. Uh, I do kind of remember that uh, Yahoo and Google usually had more sessions. So that kind of flattens out a little bit, which isn't bad. If you but that could also approach. be your that could also be your memory. Uh, actually, no, I checked that on the way back machine. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, I was going to say that Microsoft had two, but I see that one dropped off. So, <laughs> uh, one little uh, one thing I also had uh, I, I didn't find is a team. GDPR is a bit of a team, I would say, because uh, the, the mm. keynote definitely goes in that direction. If you look at all of the sessions. Uh, last year was very much Hadoop 3.0 and uh, new yarn and everything. was a lot of the technical heavyweight material there. This year, it's 
more of a spread out play field. I mean, everybody should be able to find something here. Even if you're not interested in a certain segment, it shouldn't really matter because there's a lot on offer. It's not all geared to one specific area this time. Mm. So, yeah, I I suppose I would say that there is definitely a, a strong GDPR compliance, security governance theme that seems to flow through. A lo- I mean, you can basically pick any any session and you can pick you could find something that covers one of those sort of areas so you could do the entire i think pretty much you could do the entire summit just going from gdpr slash security slash governance session to session to session so i sure but on the other hand you can also do the whole thing without going to a gdpr session true true (laughs) um so to me but that feels like a theme um, uh, then, the that other, case would say that the deep learning is more of a team than GDPR, to be honest. So I think that the, the three themes that I would identify is I think there is a there is a GDPR slash security slash governance theme. I think there is a deep learning theme. I also think there's a theme which seems to be there around the sort of more concrete adoption. Um, you know, people aren't talking about quite so much their first steps anymore. People are talking about, you know, hitting scalability limits and doing um, sort of massive multi-tenancy and, you know, hybrid architectures. You know, there's previous agendas have felt to me like a, a, a mixture, possibly, you know, leaning slightly, somewhat more towards the uh, the early starters. But this seems to be quite a mature agenda. At least that's my true, interpretation. True. But you are kind of make proving my point. By saying there are three different teams, that means that there is three no themes. not one big team. Nobody needs one theme. Everyone no, I, needs I like three, I like three compliant, compliant Cause, themes. Yeah, because last year, if you weren't interested in Hadoop 3.0, you were kind of lost a little bit, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I like it. Probably, probably that's because of this maturity of the, 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 the environment that you don't yeah. have these big bang teams necessary anymore. Indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, for uh, this moment, still two weeks, but by the time this goes live, one week, and then we'll be in Berlin for a week. Yep. Hope to uh, learn a lot and uh, get a lot of information so we can get through another year of big data. Indeed. And with that, I think, unless you have anything else... Ah, uh, see, I was wondering if you're going to ask me, but no, sir, I'm done. <laughs> Well then, that is about all the time we have for today. Hope you enjoyed this serving, this summit-based serving of bite-sized big data. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but until then, please go to www.roaringelephant.org where you can find more information, including a feedback form. You can also follow us on Twitter using the at Hadoopcast tag and contact us by email on podcast at roaringelephant.org with any thoughts, comments, criticisms and other feedback and actually you'll be back next week with one episode but with two indeed dear god help everybody (laughs) until next time my name is dave and my name is Ill. look forward to talking to you next week see you then